Hi, I'm Kira. And I'm Sarah. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Decom Mission. Nice. I realized I didn't drink any water. Water is good for you. Water is good for everybody. The real decommission of every week is that water is good for you. Drink water. It's a decommission that I need to actually listen to. Right. Me too. Well, happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. Yeah. A little early, but nothing wrong with that. It's fall here in Wisconsin. The weather is down in the 60s. Let me tell you what. It is not fall in LA. It's like 104 today. Oh. It was like a Does it ever really yesterday. feel like fall in LA though? <laughs> I, I've been here for six months. I wouldn't know. Um, I'm sure it has like a fall-ish. Right now it is 97 degrees. Oh, that sounds There's awful. an excessive heat warning. Sorry, no, it's 102 degrees. My uh, weather app did not update. 102? Apparently it says that there's a high of 104, but then when you look at the actual like temperatures, it's supposed to get up to 106. But then it's supposed to drop back down to like high 80s. Right. Well, I guess so. today is technically a high of 82, but then, yeah, tomorrow high of 66, and then Wednesday high of 53, <laughs> so. Um, anyway, yeah, so we can't really say too much about uh, starting Halloween early because Disney starts the Halloween parties in August, usually. Uh-huh. I saw their post, so. and it made me sad because we won't be going there this year for their Disney parties, but yeah, I guess we can live through people who are still going to Disney World. I don't want to live through people still going because a lot of the people who go i'm a part of facebook groups that are like disney world groups because i like hearing about disney world but there's so many people who just go on there to complain about the masks mm-hmm. They're like I it's guess I so hot and i can't breathe the mask on and it's ridiculous that i can't take off a mask to take a picture and it's just like you are ch- you're choosing to i mean i guess it's different if a cast member is complaining about it because they are working but if you're choosing to go to disney no, it's guests then then don't go if it's going to be hot and you're going to complain about it. That's what almost all of the comments are. They're like, if if you don't like the masks, don't go. It's the same as if you if you didn't like that a company had outdoor seating and that's it. Then don't go to that that restaurant. Like that's that's it. Like also, okay, I'm severely asthmatic. Like I cannot breathe. Guess what? I can breathe with a mask. A mask. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. I know not everyone is the same, and I know that I can't speak for everyone's issues, because that's obviously not true, but it's just like, we went to Target a couple weeks ago, and it might have even been last week, I don't have any sense of time, but we were in this Target, getting some groceries and some, you know, necessities. Necessities, yeah. And this woman was walking around with a mask on her chin the whole time. Oh my gosh. What's even the point of that? So it was so she could get into the store. And that was it. And nobody said anything to her. And the worst part was there was an employee walking around with her mask under her nose. Oh, my gosh. It's not that hard. No, it's not that hard. Yeah, I just lived in a country where people wear masks anyway. Right. Before coronavirus, they wore Before the coronavirus. It was a part, like, I wore masks in Japan, you know, if I was sick and I didn't want someone else to get sick. Courtesy? What is that? I don't know. (laughs) They wear it for hay fever. Like, if they just are feeling a little bit of allergies, they will wear a mask. Sometimes women wear masks when they don't want to be hit on. I never even thought about that. That's yeah. smart. No, masks are... Like, America is the only place where masks are like... My rights. My rights. <laughs> it's all political. It's weird what happens when someone tells you what to do with your body, in it? Right. I mean, it does make me happy to be in the setting that I do work in because it's very strict with the rules with the masks. So mm-hmm. I feel safe when I'm at work, which is good. I don't leave my house. But I can't imagine having to work at somewhere like Target where people walk around with their masks on their chins. <laughs> Again, because of my asthma, I'm also immunocompromised when it comes to the virus. Mm-hmm. And so I I don't want to be around people who are that inconsiderate and are like, well, my freedom, it's not really living if you can't be free. And it's just like, yeah, you know, it's also possibly killing another person right i mean worst case scenario people still don't understand that yes it might not affect you and it's your like it's my choice to see a bunch of people if i want to it's like but do you understand you're going to spread that to other people your choice is going to affect (laughs) everyone you come into contact with yeah it's been so many months i don't see how people still don't understand that i 
Yeah, I miss, I mean, I, the thing is, the thing is, I'm not going to lie and say that I don't miss being able to just go to the store or, you know, go to Disneyland. Like, I don't, or I, I, I can't say I miss that because I never got the chance to do that. But I understand that this is a pandemic. I understand. Oh, yeah. I understand what's going on. And obviously you do too. I'm not saying like I do and you don't because that's baloney. Yeah. But it's just like I, but I, the fact I get that most it. people don't. <laughs> yeah. As much as we miss it and we are going to complain about missing it. Well, I do. I'm like, I really miss travel. I really want to. But right. I'm not going to go travel just because of that. It's, uh, hmm. it's a rough time. But it's... <sighs> It could have been. It could. It could be worse. All we have to do is wear a mask when we go out and stay home when we can. It's really not asking much. (laughs) It could be worse, and it also could have been better. And that's where I'm going to leave that. Anyway, Halloween. (laughs) Starting off on that note. Speaking of masks, Halloween masks. Halloween Town One from 1998. So you watch this every year. Every year since, I'm pretty sure since it came out, like, 1998, I would have been six years old. I probably watched this on Disney Channel when I was six years old, and Laura and I watched my older sister. We Mm -hmm. would watch it every year, and it was always on TV, and I think even nowadays it's still on the, like, 31 days of Halloween. Oh, absolutely. It's on all the time. We still continue to watch it every single year together. It's kind of just like our Halloween tradition. Right. (laughs) Along with other Halloween types of childhood movies like Casper and Beetlejuice and Hocus Pocus. Yeah. So I'm going to preface all my thoughts on this movie with one thing, and that's I understand how this movie spawned three sequels. I get it. I understand why it's a classic. And I'm just going to preface everything with that. (laughs) I get it. I do. But I think that Sarah and I are going to have very disparaging opinions about this movie and we yeah we already talked about that at the end of the watch along (laughs) we're like this is gonna be our most i guess varying opinions of an be dividing yeah (laughs) i i don't want to say that i don't like this movie because it's not that i don't like it and it was weird to come to this movie after being in 2013 so we're jumping 15 years in the past which, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we're going to have to do again when we're done with Zombies 2 or back. whatever. But I don't think right. we're doing Zombies 2. I think, actually, because they just added a new one, we're going to have to watch the new one and then jump back. I was going to say, I'm like, they just added another one on there, so we got a 2020. I think that's the one we're going to watch, because Zombies 2, I think we're doing next year for Halloween, because okay. it's the it's our one of our Halloween movies for next right. year. the Zombies movies, yep. yeah. So um, we'll just watch the new movie this year. Anyway, so jumping from the... 20 teens Teen to, Beach movie yeah. to <laughs> and Teen Beach movie had a a lot of money in it and it's not like Halloween Town didn't have a lot of money in it because they did have a lot of prosthetics and a lot of makeup but it it's it's very interesting to see how the money developed from Halloween Town to Teen Beach movie as weird as that right. sounds if that's understandable mm-hmm. and just from going like year to year like mm-hmm. oh the effects are sometimes not all the time getting better and better each year and then going back to 1998 where it's like yeah with like the the carpet bag rolling it's like oh yeah it could have been done better but it was also 1998 so i guess a lot of movies did stuff like that so you just have to remind yourself oh it's 1998 i wish that they would have made it float which they could have done pretty easily you just have to use a mirror so, but it was so, like so obvious that it was just on its own little skateboard. Yeah, like I could <laughs> see its wheels. I was like, "Come on!" I think um, what's his name? Dylan even said, "Is it a remote control?" Like he was trying to figure out because he didn't think it was magic. He's like, "Oh, it's a remote control." Just look it's under like, the oh, bag. There's was. wheels. There's wheels on it. Oh, but yeah, I think a lot of the um, the stuff that like during the watch along, you're like, "Oh, it's date." Like the the clothes that Marnie was wearing, the sneakers and everything. You looked at it, you're like, "Oh, it's." Just like two two nineteen ninety eight, but when no, I, I didn't say like it was that, two nineteen ninety eight. I said it was too real to what I wore, I wore right. back there, and I don't want to watch myself on TV. That's like I don't want to watch my like twelve year old self, basically. Right. So that's yeah, what you said, but I'm like, honestly, I there's a lot of movies like in the two thousands where I watch them. I'm like, oh my gosh, I hate that style. Like I do, I don't want to be reminded of that. But for some reason, this movie, I watch it, and I'm that stuff 
like the sneakers and socks and stuff. I just look back and I'm like, oh, I remember the times when that it's was not the, the sneakers. <laughs> it was the sweatpants. It was the fact that she was wearing like '90s style sweatpants, and I was actually frustrated not not only by the fact that she was wearing sweatpants, but the fact that a 13 year old girl who in the first scene we see her in is wearing like '90s stylish clothes goes, yeah, I'll go follow my grandma wearing sweatpants. I was like, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> it was bedtime. <laughs> But Dylan put on actual clothes, and she was she was wearing actual clothes underneath the costume. Like, she was wearing, like, a regular shirt, and, like, she was wearing her sneakers. I just don't believe that Marnie would have worn sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. I can see that, too. But also being an awkward dresser when I was 13, <laughs> like, I can imagine, like, oh, yeah, I had some nice pieces, like that nice see-through blouse, but then I also had times when I would probably also wear sweatpants with tall white socks and chunky white sneakers and look like I don't think I would when I was 13. I'm not well dressed person. I did that when I was I did that when I was like 10 and 11 but then once I hit like 7th grade and like 12 and I like actually hit puberty I definitely didn't do that and Marnie seemed the problem is no offense Sarah but the problem is that Marnie seems like one of the quote unquote like cool kids like she's like that cool creepy girl and so it was just like I don't cool, I just girl. genuinely wouldn't, wouldn't believe we all knew them I just wouldn't I just wouldn't believe that she would wear sweatpants. It was so it was so distracting to me. I was just like, this is not who costumed this movie? Like it just it 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 didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's kind of where we're gonna differ. It's like, oh, you see that as that's just that's just not what would have happened. And I'm just like, oh, I think it's fun to go back and be like, oh, that happened in nineteen ninety eight. I can tell. Like when I, when I can go and look at a movie and tell that it came out in the nineties, I love it. I don't know. There's, there's a 90s it. charm. There's definitely a 90s charm. And I'm not saying there's not a 90s charm in this movie. I'm just saying that Marnie's outfit is not 90s charm. Marnie's outfit is 90s cringe. And I think every every decade had its, like, oh, there's cringe this kind of charm. But then there's also the cringe. Like, the early 2000s had low-waisted jeans, which was the worst thing in the whole world. There's oh, And there's other things that are really nice about the, the those eras. Like, the 20-teens brought back like high-waisted pants which is really great and then the the naughties as people call them they have fun things too like i think that graphic tees are are naughties charm i mean the thing is like the 90s and the 80s because they're so separated the 80s for some reason were like immediate but people have taken what's charming about those eras like in the 80s it's all the workout gear and the big fluffy hair and the headbands and everything and that's all of the era and that's that's what people remember but if you look back at actual 80s clothes they're horrible like they're <laughs> yeah. awful and they're, they're like the day-to-day -day clothes the reason that it bothers me and i think i might have mentioned this already but it's just like i don't think the costumer realized and i haven't looked at who the costumer were who the costumer was but it's just like no there's no reason to just put random clothes like like oh here's Marnie here's uh whatever the actress's name is closet I'm just gonna take these couple of clothes and then we'll put them on screen like there is an art to costume design there is yeah I am looking up the costume designer right now and then I'm gonna read the blurb but give me give me a second um let's see here it is Brienne Glytov oh no she was the costume designer in the Incredible Hulk TV show eek <laughs> never seen it. Oh, she also did the 13th year, and that was her last thing, so I'm not sure if she maybe died. I would guess so, because... Was she older? Well, if she did the Incredible Hulk TV show, that was 1977 to 1990... Oh my god, I'm gonna start it over. It was 1977 to 1982. It doesn't say that she died, but also it doesn't have any information on her. Um, what else did this guy direct? This is the most 90s guy I've ever seen. Weird. He directed a couple episodes of the Clone Wars TV show. Freaking knew it. He directed <laughs> Now You See It. I knew it. With that, how that was directed, I was like, there's no way this guy didn't direct Now You See It. He directed Now You See It, <laughs> Tiger Cruise, Right on Track, Double Teamed, and The 13th Year, and that's all. And Halloween Town, and that's all the um, DCOMs he directed. He directed some TV show episodes as well not disney ones but regular ones mm -hmm. i don't think this movie was directed well and he did not direct halloween town 2 did all the halloween town movies have a different director i wonder let me look i mentioned this in the watch through with sarah but i'm pretty sure that i've only seen halloween town 1 maybe 
a handful of times. I've definitely seen it, but, like, I've watched it, like, far more spread out. Maybe, like, once every, like, five years. But I'm pretty sure I've seen Halloween Town 2. Oh, yeah. There's a couple of pictures that have shown up on IMDb that just, like, scroll across the top. And I saw a still from it, and I, yeah, I've seen that movie far more times. And I remember liking Halloween Town 2. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch in a couple weeks when we watch that one. If you remember most of it and your different opinions about Halloween Town 1 and Halloween Town 2. Yeah. It's also very interesting because I feel like they played Halloween Town more than they played Halloween Town 2. So I wonder why it is that you've seen the second one more. I think I got bored with Halloween Town. I don't like exposition. Like, I I don't like when things are like, and I'm going to explain every little thing to you right now. Everything needs to get explained. You need to know everything about everything. And then we'll get to the story. And that happened in Halloween Town where it was like, okay, we're 45 minutes into the movie and now we're going to get to the plot. Which happened in the Sweet Life movie as well. And I'm like, oh my God. I just, yeah, I I just want to get to the story. The second one won't have to explain as much of the background stuff. So I guess, yeah, the second yeah. one probably jumps right into that stuff. Yeah. And I, I genuinely like that better. That style of thing better. Style of story, I guess. I should stop saying like stuff and things. <laughs> and that's another thing where I guess like the Sweet Life movie, I could tell. I mean, I wasn't a fan of how it was drawn out like that too. But I think with this movie, I'm just... I don't know, since I watch it every year and I just like watching like all the the like costumed things in the background and I focus on other things that I don't really pay attention to how drawn out the explaining is in the beginning. beginning right. Of the movie, I think I that's part of your side of things is that you have a really strong connection to this movie. Right. So far they do I, they seem to all have different directors. The second one is directed by a woman. So that's cool. Yeah, they all have they all have different direct, different directors, which is really funny. I'm sure I'm gonna remember a lot from the second one too, because I did watch that one more frequently than the third and fourth. But I can't really remember the third and fourth ones as much, and I have a hunch I'm not gonna like the fourth one, <laughs> just because Sarah Paxton's in it instead of the girl who played Marnie in the first three. It's just gonna be I don't know if it was just a push to get more money or. So part of the reason what. I remember liking the second one more is because I think that there's more magic to it, like. Part of the problem with this movie is that there isn't a lot of magic. They're just kind of like, we're in Halloween town, here we're doing Halloween people, and we're seeing things, and woo, and right. everything is more happening. More focused on like trying to fight the bad guy, getting the, the ingredients yeah. they need, and that kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's I, just, I don't know what this movie wanted. Anyway, I'm going to read the blurb. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, yeah, we haven't done that yet. <laughs> this movie is rated PG. Wait. Because it's so spooky. Aren't the other ones all G? Yeah. I think we've talked about this before, how a lot of the Halloween ones are rated PG instead yeah. of G. Uh, Don't Look Under the Bed should be PG. That movie is scary. Anyway, this movie is from 1998. It's an hour and 24 minutes. It's, of course, coming-of-age comedy, fantasy, and action-adventure. No, it is not. It is not action-adventure. It is barely comedy. This is coming-of-age and fantasy, and that's it. I was say, fantasy, it definitely is. Yeah. Action, maybe not. Um, okay, so the blurb is, Marnie and her younger siblings travel with their estranged grandmother, who is a good witch, to Halloween Town, a place where creepy creatures lead very normal lives. On her 13th birthday, that's not true. It's not her birthday. Is it her birth? Is Halloween her yeah, birthday? It's, it was the, the whole thing about when she turns 13. No, but the, the, her, it's her powers are supposed to disappear after Halloween. After no, after her thirteenth birthday. No, they say it's on her on after her, her. She won't be able to do her powers after uh, after Halloween. Her thirteenth Halloween. They always keep saying their thirteenth Halloween. Her thirteenth Halloween. It's her thirteenth Halloween. Every her every witch's ha- for her thirteenth Halloween is her most important Halloween. I don't know. Maybe it here. I need to look this up because I know that they. It's something about when she's thirteen, but I guess I always assume. I don't it think it's birthday. her. No, it's the Halloween. That's why it's Halloween Town. No, I, like, paid super close attention to that because I thought it was kind of a cool idea. (laughs) Maybe her birthday's on Halloween. Maybe all witches are born on Halloween. I doubt it because then it would be, what's her name, Sophie's birthday then to her younger sister. But no, I paid paid super close attention to that. Unless it was her birthday also, but they would have just, they just glossed over that if it was. But anyway, 
on her quote unquote 13th birthday, <laughs> Marnie gets a su- supernatural surprise when she discovers that she too is a witch. Marnie will have to learn how to use her broomstick if she hopes to stop an evil force from taking over Halloween Town. No, she does not. She just learns how to use her broomstick for fun because her grandma buys it for her. This is a bad blurb. It's a bad blurb. <laughs> I'm so curious. I need to look up if her birthday's on Halloween. I'm No, but they okay, so when when Debbie Reynolds and their mom is in the kitchen, also she's not estranged. She just comes to visit them on Halloween. It's not like they've never met her before. They see her every right, Halloween. Every Halloween. Yeah. She makes she they're talking to her in, or they're talking together in the kitchen, and Marty's like listening and she's and she's like this is her 13th Halloween, and every witch knows that the 13th Halloween is the most important Halloween. I'm going to find a Halloween Town's transcript. <laughs> yeah, wants to train Marnie before she turns 13. But she is so 13. She says, her... I'm 13. I was say, so when... Now I'm so confused. Is she 13? Is she not 13? Is her birthday literally on Halloween? So she turns 13. <laughs> the first thing that I wrote down from this movie is a quote, and it's, I'm 13. I'm practically a grown-up. She says that when she's wearing that see-through shirt and her friends are all behind her and they're like, yeah, she loves Halloween. She draws ghosts on all her notebooks. When is this girl's birthday? Everything is saying different things. Yeah, because then on the bottom it says 13-year-old witch from the Cromwell family. I'm so confused. <laughs> A witch's 13th Halloween is supposed to mark the completion of her training. Right. Uh, yeah. But then, if Marnie's training doesn't ha- doesn't at least begin tonight, her powers will be lost forever. Right. That's what and I said. I, like, well, I know, but now I'm confused because I'm reading all these things where it's saying some are saying that it's before the 13th birthday, but then all these things are saying she's already 13. So if they're trying to train her before her 13th Halloween, it's not her birthday. <laughs> I mean, her birthday is already I don't know, happened. You get where I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, but her birthday has to have already happened because a she says I'm 13, I'm an adult, treat me like one, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I said one or a, or a but b she, it's her 13th Halloween, which yeah, she might have it, it might have been when she was 12, but like I just, it's just <laughs> uh, maybe it's explained in the second or third or fourth movie that her birthday is on Halloween, but it's glossed over in the first it's one. It's weird. Back. Yeah, because all these things I'm reading about the plot, it's like before she's 13 but it's like yeah okay so maybe it's the 13th halloween like you said but everything is written so differently that it doesn't make any sense in the different ways that they say it well this is a negative in my book (laughs) it is a negative how confusing is a 13 yeah there's a lot of stuff that's just kind of like not explained well there's a lot of explanation but not a lot explained well like why do they need that talisman like why why is it that talisman that can save them at the end spoilers i guess but not really It's talked about from, like, the minute 50 onward. (sighs) I went into this movie, I will will say this because I know that nobody's going to believe me, but I went into this movie with, like, the highest of hopes. I was like, I remember liking this movie, blah, 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 I'm so excited, it'll be so nostalgic, and I was bored. (laughs) I was bored. Oh, Kira. Poor Kira, bored. (laughs) I don't want, like, I just... (sighs) I know I talk about it like every week, but this movie was not campy enough. And there was not, the comedy in this movie was not directed well. Like there was that part with the two like ticket people with the bus driver, the bus schedule or whatnot. And they're supposed mm-hmm. to, be this, they're supposed to be this two headed monster. And I know that it was supposed to be like a chaotic thing, but it was directed so sloppily that you just didn't even know what was going on. And it wasn't funny, but you could tell that it was supposed to be funny. And I talk about how Abbott and Costello jokes and Fabville jokes are some of my favorite style jokes, and Teen Beach movie got it right, and Halloween Town did not. <sighs> anyway, let's get into the discussion. Discussion. Which one would you like to start with? Because I have no preference. <laughs> we can start with the moral. I have some morals. I did have more. I will say this movie was not hard to find a moral in. I wrote down a few right. of them. Mm-hmm. I've started on my post-its. I've started putting a little M with a circle so I can find them. I have three options. Would you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You can go first since you have yours. Okay. Hold up. I've My favorite one and my one that's definitely not what they did on purpose, but I still love it, is uh, don't <laughs> trust politicians. Yep. Yep. We were doing the watch along and you said something like that. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like a good moral. And then I realized you're writing. I'm like, oh, she's going to bring it up as her one of her morals. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> my other one that's not really real but is kind of an undertone is save yourself first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like on an airplane. Yeah, honestly. Before putting a mask on a child, put an oxygen put mask on, yourself. on yourself. Yeah. My real one that I didn't, I forgot to look up like a better wording of it, but maybe you, you did if it's the same one, is let your children make their own decisions. I was trying to find yeah. one that had, <laughs> I was trying to find some sort of wording for that one. Something yeah. along, like, it's okay to break the rules, slash, like, let your kids be kids and make their mistakes and learn through them. But I couldn't find a good way to say it. Let your children make their but then mis- mistakes isn't quite the right thing because it's the right thing to do in this case. So Let your children learn for themselves. Yeah, that's better. Let your children learn their own lessons. There you go. Nice job. Yeah, I don't think this movie did that badly. I think the best thing this movie did is its moral. Um, because it had a bunch of morals that weren't, there weren't any, don't trust politicians, I genuinely don't think is a, like a joke i think that they genuinely did want that in there somehow yeah. i think that's that's <laughs> the that uh, there, yeah. it's like an underlying like, yeah do this one an too. Ac- it's, it's the accidental moral yeah i think letting your children learn their own lessons is definitely the the main overarching theme of this and i think it i think it did it pretty well do you have any other mm-hmm. ones um, I had that one plus the whole like working together together thing. I had sticks sticks in a bundle are unbreakable. That was the yeah. different wording I came up with for this one. But it's pretty obvious at the end when they're all holding hands to like break the break the curse and stop the evil guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, one person can't do it. Oh, two people can't. Oh, three people can't. But oh, here we're gonna bring in Dylan and now we're gonna do it all together. Dylan. Don't even get me started on Dylan. Dylan. I have not delved into how awful of a character I think Dylan is. He's like, he's just, I mean, I obviously never had a younger brother. I never had a brother at all. But seeing Dylan makes me really glad I never had a brother at all. Yeah, he's just, he's so dry. <laughs> but, he's not even dry. He's just, I mean, he's just, everything is awful. Everything is like, oh, this isn't real. Oh, that's so awful. Ugh. Yeah, I feel like that was a theme back in it was. the 90s and early 2000s. Disney Channel movies are, and even their TV shows, this bratty know-it-all younger sibling, I feel yeah. like was very popular. Oh, 90s and Younger Brother is just a the true team. So the movie, this won't surprise like anyone probably, but the movie that I'm trying to, I don't want to say compare, but if I need to compare it at all, the movie I'm going to lean towards is Xenon. Because yeah. that's A, another movie with many sequels that was super popular mm-hmm. the first one came out around the same year yeah yeah it's it's from one year later so i don't think a seven five is bad i think it did better it had a better moral than up up in a way mm-hmm. and i think it had a better it had a better moral for uh zine on the sequel because i talk about how i want the the moral to affect everyone and similarly to you wish this one was centered around one person, which is uh, Marnie's mom, but it's also kind of around her grandma as well because her grandma has to let her daughter do mm-hmm. this, and so it's it, it, it. Oh my god! I don't know what noise I just made, but it's <laughs> it affects the whole story, right? And it affects all of her kids. Yeah, so that's like it's in the same vein, but I don't, I don't think it was as effective as. You wish? Mm-hmm. I was thinking an eight for moral for this one. And I can't remember what I did for you wish, and I'm pretty sure it was a nine. You gave a nine you gave a nine yeah. to use as well. So, yeah. yeah, I think but this is between the xenon up up and away. I think I'm still gonna stick with a seven five because I what I'm mad about is that I have Xenon at a seven five and then I have Starstruck at an eight, and I'm pretty sure sure i would bump up xenon but i'm gonna give it a seven seven five so that it's in between xenon and starstruck and i'm gonna stick to that like i said i think that it did that the best i don't think it did it perfectly by any means i still think this mom was Mm -hmm. one of the stereotypical bad decom parents not the worst but not good right like at least in the end she (laughs) she came around and yeah. Was working with her kids and her mom. 
in the end yeah. of it. But yeah, it definitely took a lot of work to get there. Yeah. For sure. Okay, test of time. <laughs> this is where we're going to be very different because I obviously watch it every year. But I see the flaws. I see how it doesn't... Like, there's aspects that don't hold up in time, but there's a reason that so many people still watch this movie like me every year and it's on the like 31 days of Halloween on all the networks. Yeah, but I think it has to do not with the fact that it's stood up to time. I think it has to do with the fact that people are so nostalgic nostalgic about it, which is different. But I mean, I'm not I'm not going to give it like I'm not going to give it a 1. I'm not going to give it the same rating that I gave Frenemies because I don't I don't think it has the lasting ability of it. But I don't think it's I don't think it's as good of of lasting quality as Xenon. I genuinely don't. And yeah. not only because I, I think that Xenon is a better movie, but it takes the fantastical element of the whole design in a better direction. There's a color palette for the whole movie. In Halloween Town, they didn't make a color palette. That's the, actually the main reason that Marnie's costume bothers me so much is because it's just this mosh pile of colors. Her whole outfit mixed with her grandmother's mosh pile of colors. Yeah, the Halloween Town hub has the big pumpkin so it's got kind of the autumn colors to it but like nothing else does her broom is this bright yellow and orange broom and i'm like what come on like it's just the whole direction of this movie makes me crazy yeah that's funny because i look at like the whole halloween town set i'm like oh it feels like fall like all the monsters i know that they're costuming like could have the effects could have been better but no they're the way that fine. It's not the way that it's not the way it is today with like super realistic. I don't know why I like it so much. It's just no, so it's charming. nice. Like, yeah. It's nice in that way. It, I, was, I was trying to be, I was trying to be complimentary of the Halloween town hub. I do like the Halloween town hub, but that's like, I wish that that whole design aspect had carried through the rest of the movie mm-hmm. because it, there's just, there's no continuity from the hub outward. Yeah. Like if Marnie would have had a more, Halloween themed outfit instead. No, of I don't need her to have a Halloween tan outfit. I, I don't need her to have a Halloween outfit. I just oh, need like her the to colors ha- like more color scheme. <laughs> well, I mean, if you just look at it, she doesn't need to necessarily have a color scheme. Movies have color palettes. Like even if you look at Hocus Pocus, they have color palettes. And even if the main idea was to make Sophie and what's his name and Dylan, Dylan, I knew it started with a D and Marnie stick out. They did it badly. They didn't do it that badly with Dylan and Sophie because Dylan and Sophie did kind of stick out, but not enough. And then Marnie, mm-hmm. they just went in the opposite opposite direction of going, well, let's just make her stick out because she's wearing a Halloween costume. And it's just like, no, that didn't work because you also made like weird fairies. So she just looked like one of them. Yeah. You didn't I just like give her a robe. Fun. Like it yeah. just, it, it it bothered it bothered me like it just it didn't feel as professional as xenon like there was a very professional quality to the xenon designs that I, oh my god what's happening with my voice today that more water here <laughs> i know i've been drinking a lot of water but it's Obviously on the decom scale, so it's not like Xenon looks as good as, like, Apollo 13, but it still is, I mean, it's still really high up there. It's our second highest ranking movie after Jump, Jump In for Test of Time. Mm-hmm. And Jump In has a color palette. Jump In has a really strong color palette of red, orange, and yellow, because that's that's their team color, and that's, like, it's not everywhere in the movie, but it's there. It's mm-hmm. always It's always worked in somehow, and that's really impressive for a movie like this and the effects are bad and the effects of xenon are also not great but the thing is well the the reason that we knocked down xenon is because of the computer like literal computer graphics where it's like the worm and it gets in and and everything like that and that was terrible don't get me wrong (laughs) yeah oh yeah that one's that one's bad i'm trying to oh the music in this the music, the theme is so fun, but it's all made with a MIDI track. It's all computer noise. It's not like they got an orchestra to make the noises. Even a small orchestra. Even if they had just gotten like a couple, like a quartet of strings and a couple horns and made just a small orchestra, it would have been so much more fun. 
and it would have yeah. added more of of a, of a fall aspect because there's a really there's a lot of like Oktoberfest feeling in fall as well. And so if you have a bunch of brass section, you could have that feeling to it. But the MIDI music was so grinding on my ears because I like, and I know this is a really personal thing because of my musical background, but MIDI sounds drive me crazy. There's a game called Dragon Quest Eleven, and there was a whole orchestral orchestral score made for that game, and it's gorgeous and amazing. In the original release of Dragon Quest Eleven, it was made all with a MIDI soundtrack. They remade everything with a MIDI soundtrack. So then when they re-released it for the Switch with Dragon Quest Eleven S, they added back in the orchestral score, which was game-changing, pun unintended. Like, the orchestral score, there is maybe one song that I'm like, okay, the MIDI section did it a little bit better, but it's because it was... It's too fast for orchestras to play, so they had to speed up the orchestra sound, like in post production, and so it mm-hmm. sounds a little bit off, and that's it. But this MIDI made me crazy. And that's another thing where even before this movie even started, I started singing. I'm like, oh my gosh, that theme song! Like I know, it I by like the song. I like <laughs> yeah. the actual no, it, theme. Yeah, no, I can see where it would definitely sound better having real instruments but i think it's another one one of those things where even though i mean i have a musical background too but i think since i it's another nostalgia thing since i started watching this when i was 6 and i know that theme and it's in my ear it just as soon as i hear it it just takes me back to childhood and it's just another one of those charming things that just it sounded like a video game it really bothered me i never realized how loud that they did play it though in comparison with the dialogue yeah, i didn't loud. realize that it was so loud cuz once you pointed that out i'm like you know what it is it is very loud <laughs> once you point it out uh there was the terrible green screens I, I i'm trying i'm going through my post-its trying to find the what didn't hold up and there was the terrible green screens like when he was in the movie theater when they're flying on the broom. That's what it was. I was like, I couldn't remember the the main one. And yeah, it was the flying on the broom. You know, and that was you know awful. What's funny was when in Teen Beach movie when they're doing the green screen, but it's supposed to look like it's back from like the '60s. But then we watch this one, and it's like, oh, they're actually yeah. doing that green screen, but it's the '90s. Yeah, in seriousness. And and they would even do that thing where they were like to make them look like they were going down, like they were like tipped, like like doing a nosedive almost. They like just tipped their models, like it's like they cut them out from the green screen and just tipped them. Oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah, something I wish that did, Disney Plus did not do was how they they made it the widescreen, yeah. which me- meant that it zoomed in and cropped things out. So sometimes shots would be right up close to their faces, which sometimes was a director yeah. issue too, where they just had weird shots, but. I mean, if the director hadn't zoomed in so much on their faces to be Right, but it made it a lot worse that I think they should just have it as, you know, the square. Full screen. And then if you want to make it widescreen on your TV, you mm -hmm. can. I don't understand why they did that on Disney+. Plus. I'm not going to hold that against the test of time because I have that written down as well. But I was like, I'm not going to. Right, because that's not the movie's fault. That's... That's Disney yeah, Plus. That's, that's all post. Yeah. This is this is garbage, and I know it's garbage, but it's... And I don't think I'm going to put it in my test of time, but there is something about this movie that bothers me to no end. And it's kind of like a joking bothers me, but it bothers me. And it is the way that Kimberly J. Brown says grandma. Because she goes, grandma! Oh my god, grandma! Grandma, are you okay? We gotta go save grandma! grandma. It's like, what... What? 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 Who says grandma like that? <laughs> grima. Man, I'm going to call my grandma and go, grima. She's going to be like, why are you calling me grima? She's going to be like, darling, why are you talking to me like that? <laughs> I don't need this. I'm busy. Don't talk to me. Oh, yeah. Grandma wins. Southern grandma. <laughs> Have you ever met my grandma? No, I haven't. My grandma? But... So my grandmother is huge. She was like a five, she was like five ten and like a linebacker. Not really, but she could have been. And now she's 80-something and uses a walker, but she's still got the biggest personality and no teeth. And she's from the South. I believe she is from Mississippi. And my grandfather was from Tennessee. And my dad was born in Arkansas, but they all moved to Illinois when my dad was like four. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's got the biggest Southern accent. I took an accent class in college. And we were doing these accents, and we get to the Deep South one, and I was able to do it nearly perfectly and he just looks at me and he goes, aren't you from Wisconsin? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, why can you, why do you know this accent? I was like, do you want me to call my grandma? And <laughs> right. he's like, sorry, my grandma. And he was like, yes, please. And so we were in his office and I called my grandma and I was like, 
Hi, Grandma. Well, first of all, my grandma answers the phone like this. She goes, mm, hello. <laughs> and my dad one time, my dad one time pretended to be my grandma and it was really funny. Uh, but she goes, mm, hello. And I was like, hi, Grandma. It's me. She goes, oh, my baby. How are you doing? I never get to hear from you. That's so cute. <laughs> so my grandma does this thing where she likes to say that she, like, I'm, she goes, you're mine. You're mine. You're one of mine. And my mom thinks that's the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> and so like sometimes i'll just slip into a southern accent because it's it's just it's just fun to pretend that i'm my grandma sometimes yeah and my grandma is nuts she had seven children but i have 15 cousins on that side wow so it was a <laughs> big family the fact that she says the fact that she tells me that, that you're, you're mine you're mine That's is so kind of endearing because i i i i i feel a kinship with my grandmother yeah my crazy crazy grandmother anyway <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, because we were talking about Grima. Grima, yep. I'm going to call her and she's going to be like, who's Grima? Bring her on the podcast. <laughs> who are you? Make her watch a decom. She can go, I don't know who's ha- what's happening. I don't care about this this boy with the fluffy hair. Where's Golden Girls? I want to watch Will and Grace. <laughs> Bring B. Arthur back on here. She doesn't even like B. Arthur. She likes Rue McClanahan because Rue McClanahan's the southern one. Of course, yeah. And she's, and she's refined. Anyway, uh, I'm really... I really don't know what to rate this. Mm-hmm. There's such a big part of me that I know that it's separate with the whole like test of time and then I don't know the charm and how it's lasted over the years. But it's so hard for me not to put it into test of time because it obviously has lasted over time. No, I don't think that you should completely remove your own nostalgia from it because that that's not fair and since it has lasted for you that is a point but i don't think you should give it like a 10 a super high score no No. and i don't and i mean if i can put in my own opinion towards yours i don't even think this is a nine and i think if you did give it a nine that's good okay no if anything i was thinking like on point with xenon because that's another one you can put it on point with xenon yeah that's fine i'm not but you can for sure right because that's another one where i watch frequently and it's held up over time around the same as Xenon does. And I get that there's, like we've talked about, with the effects and stuff, but it mm-hmm. hasn't changed my personal test of time rating as to if I will watch it or not. So so part of that might be also, and this is just speculation, but since you watch it every year, it's a lot harder to see something decrease or increase. Right. It's like, for example, if you, if you know, if you've seen a kid grow up his whole life, and then, you know, it's going to be a different feeling than someone who sees him once every year. Right. Type thing. That's a good point. That's where, kind of like with 13th Year or, like, the Smart House, or Smart House, those types of movies where I haven't seen them in a few years. I wonder, because I think I love those right now, but going back, is it going to be like that? So I am so yep. scared for Luck of the Irish, my dude. Yeah. I'm well, worried. Yeah, especially with Thirteenth um, Year, I feel like we've talked about directors and writers and all this mm-hmm. stuff related to Thirteenth Year that didn't do great jobs with other movies. I'm yeah. like, oh no. So you're gonna give this a seven five, and this might surprise you, but I'm gonna give this a five five. Oh, I was thinking seven, same as Xenon. Oh, you have seven as Xenon. Mm-hmm. You're right. I don't look at your scores. <laughs> my scores don't matter. <laughs> I'm going to give us a 5-5, five, five, and that's going to be surprising. But I also want to take into account that there are people who really like this. So a test of time can't just be how bad I think a movie looks. Right. But if it has held up, that's also part of the reason why I gave Jump In such a high score. Because Jump In has held up. Yeah, I definitely thought you were going to go lower. But that makes sense that you're... Well, it's because I've been looking at my own ratings. And I, I don't think it holds up as badly as Double Teamed for a couple reasons. One, the horrible misogyny of Double Team. Mm-hmm. Two, Double Team hasn't... It, it it's still thought of fondly, but it's not thought of as fondly as this, obviously. And three, I think that Xenon, the sequel specifically, are very similar in style, even. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I think I think a five five is where I'm gonna go, and I'm happy with that. All right. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I only have like two posteds. Yeah. I mean, I didn't write down. A lot no, of stuff. I feel like there's not there's it. not a lot of quotes from this movie to write down. It's no. Yeah. It was surprising. Mm-hmm. There weren't a lot of quotes. There weren't a lot of like things that happened. There was there was one really, really funny line that made me audibly laugh that I'll talk about after this. But I wonder it's... if it's the same one I wrote down. Oh, definitely. One hundred percent. So 
I mean, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say mine because I feel like mine is gonna be whatever. But yeah, speaking along the lines of comparing it to Xenon, I do not think it's as good as the first Xenon, and I'm gonna be really mean and say that it's probably about as good as Xenon the sequel. But I'm waffling between giving it a B minus and a B. That's actually way more generous than I thought you were gonna be. So, well, it's because I mean, first of all, it's because it's on the scale. Yeah. I would watch it before I watched the Sweet Life movie. I freaking hated that movie in comparison. But I wouldn't watch it before I watched Chopin. I wouldn't watch it before I watched Starstruck. I definitely wouldn't watch it before I watched You Wish. So my questions are, if I would watch it before Cowbells, or if I, watch, if I would watch it like around when I would watch Cowbells, or around when I would watch Double Teamed and Xenon the sequel. Mm-hmm. And I, the thing is, I want to give it a B because I've only got one B. I do that too. I do that too where I'm like, oh, I don't have this one yet or I don't have as many. But I don't think, I don't think, yeah. I think it's a B minus because I don't, I think, and that's not to say that I think that Cowbells is inherently better at all. It's just that even just basing it off of my moral ranking and test of time scores, Cowbells does have a little, like a point. It's got a six on test of time and it's got an eight, five on morals. It's just a little bit better in those regards. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that down the road I'll change it to a B, but I think for now I'm sticking with a B minus. Yeah. And I'm along with the test of time. I'm sticking right on track with Xenon, the first Xenon. I'm going to give mine an A minus. <laughs> it, but like you, I mean, if you're comparing it to movies that you watch, every year like a personal rating of it like i would watch this obviously i watch this more than i watch any other movie i think movie. there's also and something that i've tried not to get into and might be why i don't see people post about halloween town as much on facebook besides the fact that i don't have friends <laughs> is that i really tried not to get into what's the right word there are people and not this is not saying that you're one of these people by any means, but there are people who get so up in arms about these movies. And if you don't like them, you're a bad person. And I think when I was in high school, and this might be why I haven't watched this movie that much, is that there were people who really liked Halloween Town and really liked one of those movies was even freaking Smart House. Like, part of the reason I haven't watched Smart House that much is because people got really into Smart House, and if you didn't really like Smart House, or you didn't know all the stuff about Smart House, then you you weren't cool. And Halloween Town has a little bit of that for me, where it's like, I don't really like it. I Like I said, I'm almost positive that I've seen the second one more, and I do like the second movie. And I I don't know yet, and we won't watch it for a couple weeks. There's just There's just an aspect of Halloween Town that is possibly my own feelings but whatever, where it feels like Halloween Town is for the cool kids. And if you don't like Halloween Town, then you're SOL, LOL, goodbye. I, I don't know. I mean, I think people who don't like it, I can understand why you don't like it. Like, you don't like it as much. I think that's totally fine. Yeah, but you're different. You're like the most level-headed person on the planet. Not those jerks. Jerks who judge people for hate. <laughs> like, that's why I said I was like, they don't think this yeah. really applies to you. But like like I said, if other people grade it differently, I'm not going to fight them. And because it's a personal grading. Like, I was expecting you to be like C or D, but I don't know. Well, no, I mean, I'm going to take things. I'm Like I said. With a grain of salt. I mean, yeah, yeah it was not even with a grain of salt, but I'm going to take. I mean, first of all, I'm going to play it against things that I would want to watch again and part of the problem is that I only have one C movie right now and that's the Sweet Life movie it's possible that if we had had another C movie and I was like you know what it's about on this level I would have given it a C it's not as bad as as now you see it I hate that movie like starting at the C minuses even the C's because I don't like the Sweet Life movie but like I hate now you see it I don't hate Halloween Town. Like I said, I prefaced this whole episode with, I understand why it's so popular. I understand why it's lasted so long. It's just not for me. And I like Halloween. I don't love Halloween. I don't think the Halloween is the end-all be-all holiday because I 
like I just, I like fall. I like all that aspect of it, but I I don't think the Halloween. I don't need to dress up every year. Every year, I don't need to go to Halloween parties. Again, I don't have any friends, so they don't invite me anywhere. But hey, we go to, we go to the Nikki's not so scary Halloween party. We do stuff for Halloween. <laughs> we do something. Yeah, but that's if we're there. That's if we're there. Like if we're there already. Yeah. But. I mean, the most Halloween thing that I do isn't even really Halloween. It's fall. It's, I rewatch Over the Garden Wall every year. Mm. And I also want to preface that my friends who are my friends who listen to this, you know who you are, and I'm sorry if you are offended by this. <laughs> but, like, I'm not – and I also – this is getting really personal, but, like, I understand why I don't have a lot of friends. And part of it is that I rate Halloween Town really badly, <laughs> and I'm very opinionated. I get no, it. It's, like I, I'm not saying this as like, oh, poor girl. It's like, no, I, I freaking get it. I get why I'm not a popular person. I always say that I have fu pheromones, where like I, I just have an inherent ability to push people away, and I can enter a room and be super nice and be super and super friendly and do everything, literally everything that someone has told me to do, which is smile, you know, be be confident do everything i was literally trained in theater school to do that and they That's will still ridiculous. hate me and that that comes down to an issue of the other people because no it's not it, well, sometimes it is because i mean i'm your friend and i we've had these differences of opinions on you are things the most before. level-headed person on the planet <laughs> and that's why we work it's not because i don't know it's crazy to me because i think you can have a level-headed conversation and i don't get why it's so so well, that's difficult part of the reason why I'm always surprised that we're still friends. I'm always like, how the frick did Sarah decide because, to stay yeah, with you can, like, friends with me You can call me out years. on hating a movie that's maybe not years. so great, and I'm perfectly okay with accepting the judgment and being like, that's fine. I don't care. I'm not trying to judge you. I hope you understand I don't even that, care if you are. Like, you. It's, I, it's, I'm not. I know, but I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to judge you. I'm. What I'm genuinely trying to do is understand where you're coming and from. Sometimes and I, I think that's part of the problem. But I think right. it's hard because I'm also trying to do my personal rating in regards to, you know, watch would I watch it again? And it's hard because mm-hmm. this is literally the one DCOM I watch every single year. And like You Wish is a B plus. I I liked that movie, but I know I'm not gonna watch it every year. Teen Beach movie and Teen Beach movie I I gave an A and I'm like, oh my gosh, I I've betrayed Halloween Town is my like my movie I go to every year. But to be fair, your sister does watch that every year. Oh, t- oh, my younger sister, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that that has that aspect to it. Um part of the reason that this has such lasting quality though also is just like you wish isn't isn't compared to a holiday. It's not it's not not compared. It's not involved in a right. holiday. Halloween Town it's like, "Oh, it's Halloween time." It's the Halloween, it's literally in the name. Right. So it has that built into yeah. it. Yeah, I wonder if that's part of my rating too because Halloween is my favorite holiday. I've just always loved spooky things. I love that it's in the fall. Oh, yeah. I watch scary you movies. You watch all every horror movie <laughs> possible, yeah, and I, which I hate. Which obvi- obviously like this scary movie thrillers. is not That's a scary fine. movie at all. But, no. <laughs> so that this movie should not be rated PG. There's <laughs> literally G. nothing yeah. about this movie that is PG. Um, there's nothing scary about this movie. Anyway. And that's why we were worried about this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just going to pull up. I'm not going to read all my post-its because it's a lot of stuff that I've talked about. One of the things I wrote is this brother, though. <laughs> oh, when she put on the, the witch costume, she goes, I'm a Wiccan. And I was like, what? How is that what Wiccans wear? <laughs> that right. colorful, bright, like, wood fairy outfit? Yeah, that's not even really what even a witch a wood fairy. would wear. Yeah, it's more like a... No, it's yeah. awful. <laughs> And kind of offensive, honestly. I wrote down um, slow-mo, because of course, it's a decom. They had to put slow-mo in there somewhere. I wrote, my house doesn't smell like mushroom olives anymore. Which I don't know what mushroom olives are. Oh, one thing I didn't write down that I thought was really good and actually played into my test of time and why I didn't rank it lower is because, whoa, is because of that skeleton taxi driver. Yeah. He's a cool effect. That was really cool. That they were able to move his, like, brow bones and his cheekbones, and it didn't look bad. Right. And just by the way that the eyebrows moved, you could tell when he was an evil skeleton and when he was a good one, just by the way that they would raise the eyebrows. It was really neat. Yeah. No, that was fascinating. Also, the intro. We didn't talk about that, how they actually had an intro that lasted a little bit instead of just jumping right into the movie. It's like, oh, that actually makes for a nice movie. <laughs> yeah. Although it did, it ended up taking a lot longer so to get long. into it than you. 
So maybe a longer intro than you would have liked. It was yeah. fun, but it was, yeah. I, like, when Mr. Lincoln drives me to the store, we'll talk. I don't know what that is. I have forgotten every single quote and why I wrote it down. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. There's a good quote, though. So if you watch the movie, tell me what that these quotes are, because I don't remember. Yeah. Even I wrote, he's turned into such a wiener. And I was trying to remember that one. That's the line that I'm talking about. That's the line that I was like, that's the funny line. It's, uh, that Luke dude, he's turned into such a wiener. <laughs> and then, and then later on, uh, Sophie goes, grandma's going somewhere with the wiener dude. Oh, yeah, that's why it was so funny, because it yeah. went back to the wiener dude. The wiener dude. dude. Um, I really liked her witch microwave. That was fun. Oh, yeah, the bubble, bubble, toil, or bubble, bubble. Did it just say toil after that? There were three different buttons, and it was like bubble, bubble, toil. I think it was trouble. bubble, toil, and trouble. But yeah, cool microwave. Yeah, but anyway, the wiener line is the line that I, that actually made me laugh so hard. Because also, the guy who was... This was the, the broom store owner, and he was supposed to be like cool Elvisy guy. And he was so funny. He's like, such a wiener. <laughs> it's just, just like that's why it was rated PG that is totally why it was rated PG is for the wiener line <laughs> um, I have when Calabar is doing his theater like projecting out of the theater and Luke was just rambling or repeating everything he said and we're both like shut man up. I wish you would shut up and Calabar literally looks at him he's like will you shut up it's like thank you um, one of the, the visual effects that I didn't talk about is Calabar, or, oh, when the person, when Cal- they're in the movie theater, and there's someone in the, in the, the uh-huh. seat, and they just get sucked into the screen. They get sucked into the vortex, and you hear, like, a mooing noise, but he's, like, flipping, it's literally, like, the same thing with a green screen, where they cut the person out of the green screen and just flipped yeah. the model. It was so funny, and it yeah, totally I wrote that wasn't too. supposed to be, that was not supposed to be funny, that was supposed to be spooky. But it was really funny. Well, it was so funny. Flip, I, I literally just wrote flipping into the vortex. I wish I would have wrote the whole quote down here because I can't remember the full thing. But there was, um, I think it was when they were flying there into Halloween Town on the magic bus. And then Dylan's trying to, you know, reason with himself because he doesn't believe mm-hmm. in magic. He's like, it's an animatronic. Din- Disneyland is full of stuff like that. And then something about how Abraham Lincoln... Because oh, they're tying the it Abraham into the Lincoln animatronics line. at Disneyland. Yeah. yeah, that's why she said when Mr. Lincoln drives me somewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. At one point, someone makes an Austin Powers reference and goes, yeah, baby. Oh, the um, the hairdresser. That was weird. That's something I would have never picked up as a kid because I didn't watch those movies. I literally just watched Austin Powers for the first time like a few months ago. And Ethan was sitting right in front of me, and he used to watch Austin Powers all the time. And he, he heard me say that, and he went, are you, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, the only other thing that I have is that the movie that they were playing at the movie theater that, uh, or it wasn't at the movie theater at the time because it said it was closed forever, but uh, Marnie's grandma says that she used to go and see It's a Wonderful Death. <laughs> and I was like, boo. I missed that. <laughs> boo. It's a wonderful death. It's a wonderful death. How'd you miss that? You watch it every year. I don't know. See, there's quotes like that where I just, uh, for some reason, they don't stick. (laughs) Anyway, that's all I have. Like I said, did not have a lot. (laughs) I think that's all the stuff I wrote down, too. Woo. Uh, decom mission for the week. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) Drink water. (laughs) Drink water. Drink, drink water and, uh, drink more water. And maybe some cider since it's... Oh, yeah. Drink, drink. Tis the season. <laughs> I need to buy a bottle. I haven't seen apple cider anywhere yet. Tell us your favorite scary movie. Ooh, yes. We want to hear... What is you? Okay. Actually, that's, uh, this is probably what it is. And this will... What is the movie that you watch every year for Halloween? <laughs> there you go. That's a good one. Let us know if, you, uh, if you're one of those people who watch it every year or if you... <laughs> or if you're like Kira where you're like, this is not... <laughs> All it's hyped up to be. I feel like there's a movie I watch for Halloween. I, so I watch Over the Garden Wall every year, but I've only been doing that for like five years now. Okay, I watch Beetlejuice, but not every Halloween. I sometimes watch Nightmare Before Christmas, but not usually. I feel like there's a movie I'm missing, and I'll think of it later. But yeah, I want to know if there's any. I've never, I've never seen Hocus Pocus. I was just gonna as say, we've I feel talked like we need about to watch Hocus Pocus, and I'm really curious if it's gonna be like this one where I just have those rose tinted glasses or if it's but i feel like that one hocus pocus had it the thing is hocus pocus also had a resurgence like halloween town has had a steady fan base for years hocus pocus kind of like 
died out for like 10 years and then came back. Yeah. I forgot Not about either, that. Like 15. Cause, yeah. Cause I've been one of those people who still watched it. I hadn't even year, heard but of I, it. I forgot that. I forgot that it made a, a comeback, I guess. I hadn't even heard of it until the research really? in the early 2010s. Wow. Yeah. I was like, hello, what is this movie? I've never heard of. I love Kathy and Jimmy and Bette Midler. What is happening? Yeah. That's Sarah weird. Yeah. Because I, that's another one where I watch it and I'm just transported back to the nineties. <laughs> that one also is a, that is a theatrical release movie and it has a much bigger budget. So I'm, yeah. I, not that a movie needs to have a giant budget, but it it's possible that its effects are better. Yes. I'm, <laughs> From what I remember, I'm sure that they're much better, but... I'm, I'll am i see if there's another Halloween movie that I watch every year. I feel like I feel like there is, and I've forgotten about it, but I'm just thinking about all the Christmas movies I watch every year. As a good Jew, all my Christmas <laughs> movies. Anyway. Uh, are there are there um, Christmas-themed decoms? There's I'm one. I'm sure there's a couple. There's, there's only one? one. Mm-hmm. It's what a good luck it? Charlie Christmas. That's the only one? Mm-hmm. Wow. Can't take a religious stand. But there's no Hanukkah movies. There's no Passover true, movies. <laughs> there's nothing. There's no Jews in the media. None. Anyway, tell us your Halloween traditions. We'd love to hear them. Comment on our social media. I'll start posting on the Twitter again. I really should. I'll make yeah. a poll. I don't know. <laughs> I really we... want to start posting more pictures. Like when we talk about random stuff. I'm like, man, I should really post pictures. Like when we went to New York and we talked about that. Do when it. We went to... Why not? I should. Yeah, do I it. I need to be better about that. Yeah. Set alarms. That's what I do. Except I have Our decom mission. Yet. Post more. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. See you next week for Don't Look Under the Bed. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.